Girls Who Product tells the stories of amazing women to inspire others to follow their path in the product area. This project is supported by Zalando. Oh, hello everyone, you are listening to another episode of Girls Who Product. Just to remind that Girls Who Product is a series of interviews with ladies in product leadership. And today we are honored to be joined by a product manager at Zalando, Melanie Tobias. Welcome, Melanie. Hello, welcome, and thanks for having me. Let's maybe talk a bit about your profession and your new role in product. You've recently switched into product, and now you're a product manager at Zalando. So how do you feel being in this new role? Um, yeah, that's right. I just moved into a product role at the beginning of this year, and I'm working now with um, Zalando's checkout team. For me, that's definitely uh, the right decision. Um, I was um, a, pro a project manager before, and um, during that time, I also took on various product responsibilities already on the project that I was working on. And over time, I got actually yeah, more and more passionate about um, uh, product management and um, worked with many like senior product managers in my area. And after all, yeah, I'm glad that I found the courage to make this transition and uh, got also um, a lot of support from uh, senior colleagues in my area that helped me preparing for this transition. Um, there is still a lot to learn, I think, until I truly master um, the profession. Um, but it's a very exciting field and um, also um, um, truly rewarding to see uh, the impact um, that's possible. So. You've mentioned that before moving to product, you have worked on several projects that were delivering outputs, but no tangible outcomes. So what is the difference between the outputs and the outcomes in the fashion e-commerce? Um, yeah, the outputs, and I think like many projects have certain deliverables that they want to create, be it redesigning something or building a new feature, be it for internal customers or for external consumers. Um, and um, yeah, sometimes it's that not all like parties um, are in agreement on what are actually the desired outcomes or um, there are none in the end, like no one is using the feature or like the thing is newly designed, but after all, like it doesn't do anything better for the customer. It's just different. Um, and um, yeah, realizing um, uh, things like these, um, it's obviously a wasted opportunity because you could have invested um, the same time and effort into doing something. Um, more impactful and of course you will always like have certain failures because we are always just basing our um, ideas on assumptions and need to validate these and certain features will always fail I mean but we're just trying to minimize the failure ratio and um, there are certain ways of doing so and um, um, yeah um, getting more on top of this is something um, where I felt like product is more the right profession to do so than um, project management, which is naturally more focused on executing the ideas and ensuring that something gets delivered on time. Speaking about switching to a career in product management, a lot of people who want to make the career in product, at the beginning of the journey, they kind of hesitate what kind of product they should choose to work on. So according to your opinion, since you have recently transitioned, 
how to choose a product that really suits your interests and your talents? That's important and definitely not super easy um, in the beginning. Um, so um, how I started with is, um, first of all, um, yeah, becoming more aware of yeah, what are my own strengths and um, what are the kind of products that I would potentially enjoy working on. Um, so when I was looking for a product opportunity within Zalando, and I've worked in Zalando before, um, so I realized there were many open positions for different kinds of products um, in very different fields. And I started to ask myself a couple of questions like um, what kind of um, yeah, would I rather want to work on a back-end product or on a front-end product? What kind of, um, is it a product um, that should have many stakeholders um, or just a more isolated product? Um, is it an existing product that you can iterate and optimize on or should it be a new product um, that's just very early in, in its stage? Um, and um, this way, I try to narrow down a little bit like the set of um, uh, opportunities that would be interesting um, and then um, yeah also talked to a lot of people um, who would um, actually um, know more about um, these positions and can help me understand who are actually the customers and products uh, uh, stakeholders of the product and in what stage is this product right now and what are the current challenges that this product and these teams are facing um, and the opportunities um, going ahead. And if all of that sounds kind of interesting and feels um, it's in line with your own um, um, abilities and things that you want to grow in, I think that's a good starting point. Um, and um, additionally, I feel um, it's also not just about the product, but the people behind. So looking at who is actually going to be your immediate lead and who is with you on the team. Are these people that you can grow from and that you feel um, you have a connection to is equally important than um, um, being excited um, about um, the field of product that you're working on. Speaking about being in line, you've mentioned that you've started using e-commerce during your pregnancy. I suppose having this customer experience at the first hand could have helped you in your new product role. And do you think it's that important to use the product that you actually create and manage? Yeah, I mean, after all, I've, I've used e-commerce even before, but this is and when I was pregnant, I started using e-commerce excessively simply. <laughs> Um, because certain complications, um, I had to um, stay in bed for two to three months and started ordering everything, really everything online. And um, that's definitely um, uh, helpful um, when and was also triggering, first of all, my um, um, my interest to switch towards um, Zalando and an e-commerce company. Overall, I, I do believe it's super helpful and important when you manage a consumer product to actually use the product yourself and experience um, um, yeah, the different situations, how you use it and the struggles, still always knowing that an actual consumer will use it completely differently and don't get biased. In a B2B environment, um, you will probably not always be someone who is using the product and you can try and play around with it, but you may not use it in your daily life. 
um, which doesn't mean that you can't be a good product manager for it. You just need to be aware of it. And I think the more important it is to really truly um, invest time of speaking with the actual users of the system and trying to understand the use cases, observing them and checking the right metrics. I would really love to talk with you about being a mother and being one of the leaders in one of the top companies uh, in Berlin. I know that you are a happy mother of twin girls. Congratulations, by the way. There is no doubt that motherhood is bringing a lot of joy, but there is always a lot of worries and responsibilities about that, right? So nevertheless, you've never stopped experimenting with your professional career, even after taking over this important role of being a mother. Wasn't it scary for you to start growing from scratch, knowing that you have two kids to feed, but at the same time, you have to take this risk for your own development? I knew basically already when I was, when I was pregnant that I wouldn't be able to go back to the exact same job that I was doing before, simply because it involved a lot of travel. Um, I was in a sales position um, responsible for insurance clients. And um, <clears throat> so I uh, used the time to think very carefully about like, what is it that I actually want to do afterwards and how can I build up in my skills, but still um, find a way of, of combining this with being a mother. Um, and um, uh, it was clear for me that I always wanted to stay in some way in a customer facing role. Um, and don't compromise on that. Um, and um, so I started already to look into certain ways of um, yeah, developing my skills. And um, so I um, invested more into learning about um, uh, project management also, and I did some activities in terms of um, consulting startups around their sales strategy and value proposition because this is um, what I knew about from um, doing sales before. Um, and um, yeah, this gave me confidence um, in um, yeah, trying something new. <laughs> and um, I was lucky to, to have I think a good support um, from my previous company in terms of um, finding a good way of starting starting new because they helped me um, um, to find a position at a customer of them. Um, there was simply no good way of doing something in Berlin without travel at this company. Um, but um, yeah, the customer had a need that I could fulfill. Um, and so it was a good way to start um, from scratch. <laughs> yeah, and speaking about your previous employer, when seeking maternity leave back six years ago, um, how challenging was it for you to communicate with your employer? Very two important questions. The one is, how much time can I take off? And the other one is, how much of this time I will be paid? Um, yeah, it's definitely always comes as a surprise um, to your lead um, um, and it creates a problem for them. Um, and luckily, the overall conditions in Germany are, are quite straightforward um, when it comes to um, how much time you can 
um, take off and um, how much will you get paid. So I wanted um, to um, stay uh, roughly a year at home um, with my kids. Um, and uh, this is like um, also in line with um, the parental allowance that exists in Germany where you can stay like 12 to 14 months um, on a paid parental leave. Um, and my partner also took the opportunity to take three months off, um, which was nice. Um, but at the same time, as I mentioned before, I knew I, when I came back, I wouldn't be coming back to the same team. Um, so this was certainly a risk to understand um, what will be the next opportunity for me. Also, my leads and basically changed in the meantime. So I had to talk with someone whom I hadn't worked with before, actually, and who didn't know what I can do or can't do um, to actually help me find um, a new position, um, these kind of things. We have a top position in a very big company and you're a mother of two. How do you manage to balance this work and home environment together? Yeah, how do I manage? Um, uh, I'm, I'm lucky to have a partner who shares responsibilities with me. So um, basically we, we um, arrange in such a way that I'm picking up kids from child care three days a week. Um, he does two days, which gives me like two days of like more extended time also of work where you can be available for um, meetings um, somewhat longer. Um, additionally, we're yeah, trying to um, outsource a certain activities such as getting help um, in terms of cleaning our home um, and um, try to get our groceries delivered at home so that we'll save a little bit of time up that would usually go into those chores. Um, and um, uh, yes, I'm also not working full time, um, but just four days a week, um, which gives me also a bit more of time of balancing. How difficult was it for you to negotiate this four day work week at Zalando? That's actually something that many people ask me, specifically also within Zalando. Um, and I thought long about it, whether I would be asking for it or not. After all, it was easier than I expected. Um, I think I found a good moment in time to ask for it when I was already a couple of years with the company and um, had built up a reputation. Um, so people needed me somewhat in, in that role. And uh, my lead back then, I said, he's he doesn't particularly like it, but he's going to support it. And also knowing that his wife just came back from parental leave and um, was also just working four days. Um, so, yeah, after all, it was easier than expected. But I, I know if I would apply, for example, at a different company where you still um, yeah, need some time to actually prove yourself and build a reputation as it's going to be much more difficult to find such an arrangement than if you do this within a company that you've worked in um, for some time already. I actually would like to ask you about a very sensitive question, which is a um, feeling of guilt that a lot of mothers have of not spending enough of time with their kids and spending too much time at work. Have you ever experienced something like that? And how did you deal with it? To a certain degree, yes, I think almost 
every working mother experiences this um, at least uh, sometimes. I, I've never questioned in general on whether I would be going back to work or not because this was somehow always clear for me and uh, maybe also because um, my mother um, is stayed at home um, back then like two and a half years but from then on she was always working full-time so it was kind of a natural thing from what I experienced from my own childhood and um, my parents um, would never like also put pressure on me or question that. Um, I have many friends who get a lot of pressure um, from uh, their own parents uh, who stayed at home longer um, when they returned to work. Um, which is um, certainly a difficult situation. Um, yeah, overall, I'm. I think it's it is important to acknowledge that not every day is the same. There are some times when there is a bit more um, uh, balance towards family. Sometimes there is a bit more stress at work, and you come back with your head um, more more filled. Um, and you've got to acknowledge that it's more the, not the amount of time that you spend with your kids and family, but rather the quality of time that you spend and try to then seize these moments and put the smartphone aside and things and rather make the most out of the time that you spend with each other um, instead of maximizing the full amount of time. And I think um, that's uh, in the end in the best interest of everyone. Um, and yeah, it works for me. Making the most out of your time. A lot of people speak about that. And uh, there is a very wise quotation from a writer, Paulo Coelho. He said that a child can teach an adult three things. To be happy for no reason, to always be busy with something, and to know how to demand with all his mind that he desires. So for you personally, what are the lessons that you have learned or the lessons that you have taken from your children and can you apply them in your work? It's a, it's a very nice uh, quote that you, uh, that you found and uh, stated. Um, yeah, I've, I've definitely learned a lot from from my daughters. Um, if I try to nail it down to the most important things, uh, I think the first point is definitely um, empathy um, that I've learned from my from my kids. It's, it's this moment as a parent when you're confronted with um, a toddler having some tantrums and being really frustrated about something, and you. You try to understand, like, what is it actually? Like, what is so frustrating? Um, because this is the only way that you can actually really um, address it, not with saying, oh, we don't throw around things, um, but getting to the root of the problem. Um, and um, that's certainly something um, which is pretty relevant for any person in product. Um, when it's all about yeah, having, feeling empathy for the pains and problems of the customer. Um, and at the same time, um, when working with colleagues, um, feeling empathy for why um, a colleague maybe reacts in a certain way or doesn't um, respond quickly, even if you start. So you can always go back and just complain, but then 
feeling empathy and just saying, so I heard, uh, well, I feel like you seem to be pretty busy right now. Is there something I can help you with? It completely changes the relationship and the conversation and um, you um, get to um, a more like effective um, working relationship over time and also more happiness because you don't always feel like someone is not doing something. Um, but rather you get to see the person and um, have a conversation around this. The other thing um, is, um, is around curiosity. Like a child has a certain curiosity that you often like forget about when growing up, um, when it's really about trying to understand simple things like why is the sky blue or like why are certain things um, um, the way they are and never stopping to ask these questions like what kind of noise makes certain animals that live far away and we really got to research because you don't know um, and um, luckily with the internet you can find out a lot of things and I'm, I'm really trying to take my time um, to help my kids finding answers to these questions um, and applying the same level of curiosity and asking questions um, is um, also super important um, um, and product to not just live on the old assumptions but always trying to learn more and getting deeper. Um, and the third thing, uh, this is, I think, very specific um, for someone having twin girls, is the basic assumption is that because they are twins, they should be somehow similar. Um, in fact, I realized somewhere that everyone is super unique. Even if you are raised um, in the same way, get the same education, are born on the same day, so you have the same preconditions, um, you are super unique. You are unique in your talents. You are unique in your likes and or dislikes. Um, and um, is this, you, you shouldn't compare like certain talents with each other um, because it's just a different person irrespective of um, the same birth date. Um, and um, I think also this insight is very important when dealing um, with customers and, um, and dealing with colleagues as work. Just don't make the assumption because one person likes or dislikes certain things. It's true for everyone. In the interviews that we are taking, we're trying to find a certain angle to help the ladies who want to get into the product profession, but are afraid to do so or do not have enough of knowledge on it. So from your experience, how to prepare for a product interview and be good at it? There are, there are two aspects. Um, one thing is obviously doing research around the product that you're actually applying to and trying to um, yeah, gain as much um, insight, but also questions that you like to have around it. If it's a consumer-facing product, try to use the product yourself. Try to understand what could be certain um, uh, KPIs around it, what are certain challenges and problems around it um, that you would address. Um, um, I think this is like, like one aspect. Um, and um, in general, like to gain more confidence for the actual like interviewing process, um, it's super good to um, try to reach out to colleagues who are doing interviews um, um, 
for product professions themselves and ask them like what are kind of questions that you typically ask or what have you been asked when you have applied somewhere else and um, maybe even get someone to coach you and say can can we do like a random sample interview around product methodologies um, so that I can just do a trial run and experience certain things. Um, um, you'll typically be surprised how helpful people are and how willing to help they are if only you really manage to ask. Um, and um, this way, I think, yeah, you also get a lot of feedback and confidence that it's not going to be the first time situation um, and can be successful. Um, there is no university course on product management that you can take. And a lot of women might find it challenging to collect this knowledge and skills and puzzle to gain recognition. You personally have attended product management school and you're also a certified Scrum product owner. How helpful did you find those courses for your profession and for your career growth? Yeah, I did attend the product owner um, uh, dojo. Um, this is where um, I obtained the formal Scrum product owner certification. Um, um, irrespective of like the formal certification itself, I think this um, this training was super helpful. It was with a lot of different um, um, product professionals from different companies, and it was focused around like innovation and uh, three, three days um, intense training, really applying a lot of um, techniques, um, uh, starting from interviewing random customers to building a small video-based prototypes and pitching an idea. Um, so this was super intense um, and um, I think a very helpful experience. Um, so I would definitely uh, recommend um, um, something uh, like that whenever there is an opportunity. Um, uh, my uh, certifications in the area um, of uh, project management with the Project Management Institute, these were actually like self-paced learnings with some exam certificate afterwards. Um, I think the general like project management professional um, certification was helpful for me to attend um, back then, but I wouldn't necessarily say that this is something that um, required in a product position. Um, instead, I think nowadays there are very good courses on Coursera, for example, on uh, product management, which are um, a good starting point. Um, and um, also any real life, I think, opportunities that there are. So for example, at Zalando, we used to have an innovation lab where there were certain opportunities around like called it slingshot projects and um, to pitch certain ideas and run uh, design sprints around these um, to develop um, those innovative ideas further. Whenever there is an opportunity to uh, either participate in these or um, pitch these. I think taking this as real life learning experiences um, together with other colleagues is something uh, that I would definitely recommend to anyone in um, yeah, trying to um, yeah, learn in advance. As for a woman, was it difficult for you to stand out in the working environment of product? Because, you know, it's still 
been very male dominated and a lot of ladies with whom I talk to, they complain that the biggest challenge for them is actually to walk into a room uh, where almost 90% of participants are white men. So do you find it to be challenging for you to raise up your opinion uh, in this kind of environment? We, we actually are lucky to have quite a few female product managers in, in Zalando. And um, I think it was rather in previous um, uh, jobs and uh, companies that I've been the only woman um, in, uh, in a lot of um, situations with other men, uh, many much older men. Um, and um, yeah, indeed, it's, it can be challenging um, to be, be heard and you are often also under, yeah, underestimated. Um, the most important thing is I think that you've got a lead who supports you well and who sees your, um, your value and who um, um, rather wants to grow women in particular. Um, and, um, and then to gain the confidence and rather take it to your advantage. Okay, like if no one expects me uh, to be good at this, I can rather surprise people. Um, and um, because the expectations are potentially even lower. I, I think this is something that I've learned early in my career, um, that you can always look at it from both sides and try to take it also to your advantage. <laughs> And in dealing with customers and stakeholders, do you stand by or you stand out from the crowd? Um, so in checkout, we are working with a lot of stakeholders, essentially, um, and um, a lot of stakeholders um, yeah, either want something from um, the checkout um, simply because any big initiative also needs to function um, there. Um, but on the other hand, yeah, whenever we do something, we also have a lot of stakeholders um, to deal with and involve. And it's, um, it's challenging uh, sometimes simply because there are always more ideas than you can actually um, ever implement. Um, and, um, but yeah, I, I actually enjoy this process of trying to um, yeah, get to a common understanding and align um, together with stakeholders around like what is actually the common problem that we're trying to solve here and um, yeah, getting to this. And looking back to your professional career, do you have any regrets? There are certainly things that I would do differently um, based on the knowledge and experience that I have right now. Um, there is and I think that I particularly regret because I believe everything, I mean, every mistake and every failure that I did certainly helped me also growing and getting where I am right now. Um, there was one thing though that I probably would, would do differently. Um, I, when I finished my studies, so I've got a bachelor's degree and I was super passionate and ambitious about actually getting to work. And I always said, I'm going to do my master's sometime later. I probably would have done it looking back then um, right after um, because so far I never got to start my master's. I still have 
some time. I think maybe it's not impossible to do it, but it gets less likely with every year that passes. Um, and um, yeah, this is maybe the only regret that I have looking back that I didn't do it back then. <laughs> and the last word, what advice would you give for women who want to get to product leadership but are afraid of doing so? Yeah, it's it's natural for for many women that we rather underestimate our abilities and shy a little bit away from um, uh, taking on a new role. Um, um, I think the the best thing to do is to first of all speak out that this is something that you want to do, which gives you, which which changes your own perception and um, your own commitment that you have, um, and then. Um, talk to people who have no own interest um, in you staying within your own position. So your direct lead probably wants to keep you where you are, but anyone else um, whom you have worked with and who is in a product position and who has seen you and like your capabilities, um, talk to them, ask them what makes a good product manager for you. What do you think are the traits that I have already um, and how have you developed your capabilities and um, and trying to get a professional or an experienced mentor in the field um, who has no own interest of um, yeah just playing you down but rather keeps pushing you. I think these are the most effective um, things to gain more confidence and then yeah just just give it a try and not be afraid to fail that's it for now thank you very much melanie for joining us it was a great conversation and i'm sure our listeners will learn a lot from your experience thank you